Welcome to the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray, a locally produced program devoted to bringing you a fresh perspective on housing, diving into the issues that matter most. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. Now, Kevin Ray. Welcome into the Housing Hour. My name is Kevin Ray. I am your host. I'm here with our executive producer and co-host, Mark Griffith. And we have Landon back in the chair uh, producing for us, and we're so excited about that. And we are thankful for you stopping in the Housing Hour with us today. And we hope to provide you with an, an hour full of great content and hopefully something that you can take away from this and implement maybe in your life or more importantly, you can share with a friend or family. One of the things that I'm discovering as I grow older is that the people I care about, the thing that I can do for them that is the most, I think, effective way to show them that I love them is that if I hear something that I believe could uh, help them in their life, then I'm going to share that with them. And guess what? Social networking has really made that possible. So let me tell you right now how you can plug in with us. And that is to go, number one, to the mothership of all of our information, and that is thehousinghour.com. You can find us also on Facebook, facebook.com slash thehousinghour. Um, so find us there. And also Twitter at thehousinghour. So those are some different ways that you can kind of connect with us Um, because that's so important. And it is all about networking. And our guest today, we've had in the past, and she is an excellent speaker. She's been around for a long time. She actually uh, is a very professional um, networking uh, type of person. And we had her on to talk about her her book, Cut the Crap, Get a Job. And we have Dana Manciogli with us. How are you, ma'am? Thank you, Kevin. Absolutely. Well, we're so thankful for you to come in, and you're kind of our resident expert on how to get a job, how to network, and really, you know, part of your message is very direct, but I would say that you're kind of, would you say, why do people actually call you the Jillian Michaels of networking and job finding? Why why is that? Probably because you just said the key word, being direct, naturally respectful and polite, but there are a lot of books and speakers about networking, but to me, it's all about the results. I'm very result-oriented, and I'm also an action junkie, so they call me the Jillian Michaels because I will be happy to take anyone and help them, not only through the books, but through coaching, through step-by-step, the process of networking. And I believe with the right form and the process that anyone can deliver significantly more results, whether it's a personal result or professional. So I am like that fitness trainer, Jillian Michaels, clear, direct, and filled with exercises and becoming results-oriented. Well, me and Mark, Mark has since fell off the bandwagon or the, the, <laughs> the wagon on the working out, but Mark and I had a trainer together for a little while. And, you know, one of the things I liked about Sarah the most is was that she was very direct and she she told us exactly what to do. It, there, there was really no kind of gray area. It was like, here's how many reps you do. Here's how long you do it. And here's how many times you need to do it per week. You know, and, and sometimes, uh, Dana, that what happens is like when I was working out, I, I got injured. So I, oh, I had to stop. Come on. <laughs> I had to slow down a little bit. But but then I get a, you know, kind of a, a, a bad taste in my mouth and, and seem like um, 
that type of training, um, I, I kind of look for excuses not to do it. Mm-hmm. And and same in, in networking. How do you help the fella yeah, that's, that's uh, you know procrastinating? How do you push them forward? Or that this? has been injured in a and previous injured. job search, for instance. <laughs> yeah, it, it is a great analogy to use, and I use it all the time. I, too, uh, work out a lot. I have a trainer, and boy, there are mornings I wake up, and I just want to call in sick. I'm not sick. <laughs> Uh, Mark, you're probably not sick either. But he hurt his back. Uh, I got hurt. <laughs> but what, so the whole key is to focus on the end game. So I like the image of a dartboard. And what's the bullseye? Is that a, a new job? Is it a promotion? Mm-hmm. Is it to make more money? Right. You know, careers are one of the top three things in people's lives. And, uh, you know, it should be health and family, of course. But money is very important to drive all that and keep us feeling successful in whatever we do and at any level of money. So given that it's one of the top three things, everyone needs to have that goal. And that's what's really slipped. It's not so much the appetite to work out or learn how to get a job in today's new era. But but people lately, especially the Gallup poll shows that many employees are just disengaged and they've stopped trying, they've stopped taking accountability for their own career mm-hmm. or their own life, and they're abdicating it to their boss, to their company. So those people who have a mission and they have that bullseye, the dartboard in front of them, get back on and go yeah. back into the gym well, or hire, hire a coach. Yeah. Well, you know, there's, there's, these, there's these images that people have in their mind when they think about working out, and that is like pain and suffering and just not having a fun time. And I think networking, there's also some bad connotations. You know, you think of, think of it as smoozing or, or kind of, uh, tapping someone for a job. You know, it's, it's just becomes that, oh, I'm not a people pleaser. Well, I'm just not going to network or I'm just going to go out and pass my card out. You know, those type of things, you know, what is really, if you look at it, what, what is a good networker look like? Well, let's, uh, First, I want to start with why people don't like networking, and I agree with them all. It is awkward. It is, it, you know, how many other life experiences do you walk into a room or up to a person who's a total stranger and kind of forcing yourself to have a conversation? Right. Well, so that, that's number one. It is awkward, and if people realize that, okay, I'm going to feel a little awkward, I'm going to feel embarrassed for a moment, but that will go away. Mm. And the second reason people don't like to network is it does have a bad connotation. Um, and, and it has bad forms, just such as going to the gym. If you're do some, doing something wrong, your trainer's going to correct you. Well, there's bad form in networking. So it starts with having, let's start with having just a great definition of what are we talking about here on today's show. And I'd like to give my favorite and best definition that I've found. It's a short one, short definition of networking is building a two-way, long-term relationship for personal or professional success. Mm, Two-way, long-term relationship for professional professional success. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. So if you're looking at it from that standpoint, when you're in that conversation that you drum up, it's not just you that is feeling that same nervousness, maybe, and that same feeling, because the other person really is in the same boat. Absolutely. And now, usually in networking, there's, there's one side. I'll give you, one side is a networker, mm-hmm. and that's usually the person who needs something, and that's fine. Be the networker. 
And the networkee is someone who's at that event or in that meeting who's just willing to help. They're there because they enjoy it, they want to meet people, and they may be a resource for you. But everybody so needs the, something. <laughs> everyone does. Okay. Well, what, well tell me, uh, Dana, I mean, if so I hear this. I'm listening to this, and I understand what you're saying. But I always perceive networking as going and sending my resume and, you know, sending out cold calls or warm calls or somebody tells me who to contact. What's the right way to do this? Mm-hmm. Well, the right way is, uh, first of all, is to avoid being a user. So, I mean, it's a double negative, but the right way is that is just what I said. Let me break out the definition, too. So, in two-way, what I mean by that is that you not only can ask for something, but offer something as well. Go into these relationships knowing that you can help them as well, even when you're applying for a job or even when you're cold calling. And the second one, long-term, the good way is that you maintain that relationship, that you're not just in and out, and that is using. And we've all felt it on both ends. We've been guilty of it where we've contacted someone, hey, can you help me out or help my brother out? And then we disappear. Right. That's bad networking. So you're that saying people are doing this intentionally or? No, it's unintentional. You know, and, and actually the person doing that doesn't know it. It's the other person, what I call the networkee. The other person feels used. So it's unintentional. But once you realize, oh, my God, I've done that and that's how they feel, you won't repeat that again. Yeah. So when there's no two-way or long-term intent, the other person feels used. Okay. Just know that. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, you know, for listeners, do you happen to have an example from your own per- perspective or your own personal story of something like this? I do. As, as general manager of worldwide sales at Microsoft, you know, I help a lot of people both get, both get into Microsoft and propel their careers within Microsoft over the last 12 years. Great company. And I had a situation where Lisa came to me about four years ago and asked me for help with her career. And I helped her, got her out of a bad situation. And then she was back at and needed help again three years later. And I, I had introduced her to other people, but she had not followed up with them in the first round. And she never thanked me in the first round or stayed in touch, although we're working at the same company. It's huge. So when Lisa came back to me in uh, three years later, I kind of let her have it. And I, I just told her, Lisa, you're coming back to me, and guess what? I'm feeling used. You haven't dropped me a note. You didn't thank me for landing in your new gig. So, you know, I, I gave her some crap, and then I needed <laughs> to help her again. I had to let her know, and and so Lisa thanked me from that moment, and she still stays in great touch. It's easy to do with social network, with LinkedIn, and still stays in touch, and she said she's never, ever going going to do that again in her life because she heard it, she felt my pain, and knows now how it feels on the other side. So if the folks that are listening, how would you – explain the difference between what you're describing and maybe these organizations called BNI, the, the business international where they, everybody gets together and they share their cards. What's the difference between what you're discussing and that? You know, what I'm discussing is the form that you behave at when at any event, whether it's a BNI event, whether it's your local business journal, networking events, which are phenomenal and 
43 cities around the country. Any event, mine is all about what you do to shine and to leverage those great relationships for your success. So it's, you know, people think networking is so easy, Kevin, and it's not. They're winging it. And, or they think it's so hard, they just don't do it. So I think there's a middle ground where you just follow some great protocols. You learn how to do it no differently than you've learned how to do your job, how you, you excelled in college. You know, we, we learn about other things. We're not learning how to network the best, and people need to. They're making all kinds of bloopers. And you, and when, uh, you know, in your, I read your book, uh, Cut the Crap, Get a Job. And in, in the book, you lay out in these chapters, they're very concise, very well structured, but give me a plan, a step that I can do. Step one, step two, step three. And it has these charts. Everything is so well put together. In that same line of thinking, what would you tell somebody how to do this in that type of structure if you had one, two, three, or four or five steps? What, how would you outline that? And we only have about one minute to, to give you on that. So go ahead. Great. There are four <laughs> steps. Number one, set a network goal. Two, prepare to network. Three, connect with people. And four, follow up. That's it. That's the four steps. And Those we'll, are the we'll, four steps. We'll kind of expand on that too, because I wanted to know about, you know, you look at people who are out there on Facebook, they're on LinkedIn, they're on Twitter, they're on all these social media places. And then, you know, there's a right way and there's a wrong way. And what you're describing in those four steps are, are the right way to do it. Going out and handing out a few cards and having a few drinks is not, not doing it the right way. There, there is a process, like you said, there is a process and, and it just like Jillian Michaels and just like, Sarah for me and Mark, I mean, she says, here's what you need to do. And that's kind of what we're getting into. And so I want to expand on that a little bit and talk more about it because I think that's the repetition. That is the heavy lifting, if you will. And it's really not that heavy. I mean, there are all kinds of resources and and Dan is offering those to you guys for sure. So you guys stick with us because in a moment after we come back from these messages, we're going to get a little bit more into the thick of things. And we want to tell you more about exactly what you need to do to be the best networker out there. And you know what? Let's cut the crap. Let's cut the crap because this is how it's done. This, as the famous singer said, this is how we do it. And so this is just how you do it. And so let's stop the complaining. Let's stop using excuses and giving excuses because we can do it. Unless you've seriously injured your back like Mark. You can get into the gym. You can get working right? on this. So, guys, thank you again for coming into the Housing Hour. We're thrilled to have you in here. Of course, I'm Kevin Ray, your host, and I'm here with Mark Griffith, and we're just ecstatic to have you. So come right back right after these messages. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. Again, this is Kevin Ray, your host, with Mark Griffith, our executive producer and co-host. And we have Dana on the phone with us. And before we get back to her, I do need to tell you guys about an extraordinary company that we are so thankful to have part of the Housing Hour, and that is Admiral Title. Admiral Title. Um, if you can imagine, this is the analogy that I've used several times, and you have Olympic 400-meter race, and you have that baton being handed off to the teammate, and it gets dropped. And guess what happens? 
the U.S. loses the gold and they were a huge favorite. That's a problem, right? So why don't you choose the best teammate you can that's going to grab that baton and going to take it to the finish line? That's what Admiral Title does. Because as a lender, we're going to get you up to a certain point, and then we're going to need to hand that baton off to our to our anchor. And that's Admiral Title, literally and figuratively, because that's their, that's their motto. They're the anchor of the transaction. So we want to take care of of our borrowers. And the best way we know to do that is to put them in a place to be successful. And Admiral Title is that place. So if you're a realtor out there, or maybe a lender that is looking for somebody to partner with that can do an extraordinary job and take you to the finish line, give them an opportunity. 865-531-6060. Admiral Title. All right, we're back in here with Dana Manciagli, and we're so thankful for her spending time with us. Uh, We know you have a busy schedule, and certainly this is um, some fantastic information. And we were talking about, um, at first we were talking big picture, like here's what you need to do. Then we were starting to get into a little bit more of the meat of more of the, you know, how much weight do we use? How much, how many reps do we do? And you were talking about the four um, steps that you go through. Is it the same thing? Like I know for me, I, I feel like it's like a light switch, if you will. Is it just like, I'm going to turn the light switch on, I'm going to go out there and network and then, you know, just turn it off. I mean, does it work that easy or, or how, how do we do this? No, it doesn't. And that's uh, the challenge out there is that when people want to network, here's, here's what they normally do is, okay, I'm light on clients. I got to go out and network or I need a job. I'm going to go network. And they believe it's a light switch. Just turn it on. They go out, hand out, hand out business cards and they're done. So that's why the four steps are so key. Nobody's ready to just go out and network until they prepare. So let's start with step one is actually setting a goal. And I think since we've worn out our, our perhaps worn out our little training Jillian Michaels analogy, let's just go to sports. Mm-hmm. And, and you just use for, for Admiral Title, you know, the great baton. Uh, but anyone who's done any sport, a runner, a even a, a golfer, anybody, we have a goal. I know my goal is to hit under 90 in golf. But if you're a runner, do you want to hit a, run a 5K, a 10K, or a marathon? So there's something out there to reach for. And that's step one. Why are you going out and networking? So at a networking event, if you're asked, why are you here? What do you say? And it should be something and something clear, like I'm here to get a job. I'm here because I need more clients. Can you help me? You know? So it's okay to have a goal and to share it. Be proud of the fact that you're at that event or you're meeting somebody in a Starbucks because you have a purpose. I like that. I like that a lot because sometimes, and that's that old cliche, you got to ask for the business. You know, you have to let people know what you want. And I really like how you've boiled that down because you might say, hey, my goal is to run a 10K. Well, what does that mean? How do you get from point A to, to point B? And you know what? I've never really thought about networking, uh, having networking goals. Like I think of, I want to run a 10K and that's my goal, but you're talking about taking steps. Yes. And, and, and learning from others. I mean, the number one way we know in the world is learning from others. And that's what those people are there for. The other people, not only do they have a networking goal, so you want to hear theirs as well, but be proud of the fact and broadcast that you have a clear need. You know why? People want to help other people, just in our bones, deep, deep down. And that's why they're attending the same event. They're not there just for themselves. 
They're there to meet other people, the same as you, and to give back. It's very rewarding. So it's kind of like in that Tom Cruise movie, Help Me Help You, Jerry Maguire. <laughs> so in order for you to get help from others, you need to help them by feeding them a really clear vision of what help you need. Don't be squishy. Don't say, well, I think I want to pursue another career. You know, they, they feel the need to dance around it. It's like, come on, get to the point. I asked you a question of, hey, what brings you here? What do you need? What can I help you with? You get the chance to just bring it on. So at that point, is it now time to say, show me the money <laughs> and just go out there and just start doing it? No, not yet. You've got one more step before oh, okay. you can go All right. out. Because so I was to... getting to be Cuban, Cuba Gooding Jr. and you were right. still at Tom Cruise. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Show me the money. Uh, <laughs> step one, again, we just went through is setting a goal. And your goal can change, by the way. This year, it might be getting a new job. The following year, I want to learn about how to do my work better. That's fine. So second step is prepare to network. And we prepare to go run a race. We, we set a goal. We warm up. We have a, you see people in the gym have a little book with them where they're writing down their workouts and training or their you know, so much preparation goes into being an athlete. Now, why don't we do that for networking? No. Mm. You people just go out and do it. Mm -hmm. So that the preparation step, and this is another reason, by the way, why the state of networking is so sloppy, why it has a bad reputation. So I'd love to share a number of things you need to get to you get in order before you begin. Before or you do, before but real you quick, restart. before you do that, let me ask yes. you a question because for this, I hate to go back to the Jillia Michaels example, but yeah. for us with Sarah, for instance, she kind of, she was our coach in a way. She kept a log for us. And so would you ever recommend in a networking situation to have a networking coach? Um, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. I probably am. No, you, it's a great question, and absolutely, and I, I do that for my clients as well. Some mm -hmm. hire me just to assure they're on a networking program. Mm -hmm. It's like a baby, you know, you're feeding, eating, and, and doing what you need to do. Is When people are, they feel uncomfortable, they don't want to do it, but they know they have to do it. I would be scared to have to call Dana and say, I, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't do that. <laughs> oh, no, you would love it, because it's all about enabling them with the skills they already have, sure. giving them the confidence and the skills. Actually, the preparation, the phase that we're in, is the most confidence-boosting. Because when you know that you can finish that 5K or you can lift that weight, you know you feel great about reaching that, that end game. Mm -hmm. and, but if you're ill-prepared and you have no idea what you're doing, I've been to those CrossFit classes where they're moving and going so fast, and I'm like, Oh my God, I, I, lo I lost confidence because I didn't know what they're doing in that class. So the preparation is the best key to success. So, so let me ask you, um, now that we've, we're preparing to network, and one of the things you, you talk about is connecting with these people. And I, I have to tell you, Dana, that I get a lot of emails from folks that are looking for jobs. I guess they're trying to look for referrals. I get these folks and I figure that I'm just stuck in their email and they just went through their uh, address book and they found me and I get hit with the email. How do you, yeah. how do you connect with the right people? I mean, does, do you have to determine what you're looking for to, I, I don't know. Or do you just go after all the family and friends that you have and just start there? 
No, this is back to having a purpose. So what I'll have in my, in my book, um, Cut the Crap Network for Success, is a table. So organize it. Organize who you're going to go contact and why. And I'll make it very simple. You know, first, the first column is what is your goal? Let's say your goal is to get a new job. Your second column is who are the people you already know who can help you get a job? It's not going to be Cousin Ed or Aunt Wilma. You know, they may not be able to help you, so don't put them down there. But you have a lot of current connections, whether it's in your LinkedIn, prior peers, at prior jobs, prior managers, list them all. Now column three is who do you want to meet who's new? And it can be titles of people. It could be I need to meet uh, presidents of small businesses in Seattle. Well, then you're going to have a goal to meet them, and you're going to hunt down where do they go to network? How can I meet them? And finally, how am I going to approach them? What is my preparation to what I'm going to say, either in email, LinkedIn, phone, or face-to-face? Yeah. So go through the everything is a methodology. Go through it as a process like you do work. And this is a job. Make it make this a job. I think I think that this is so rich in content and information. I mean, this is fabulous. And and I'll go back to what I was saying earlier. If you are listening to this right now and you're driving down Kingston Pike or wherever across the state, across the country, across the world, because we're worldwide. This might be some valuable information for friend or family. Well, you go to the housinghour.com, and we're going to have all this information uh, mm-hmm. and how to get in touch with Anna on our website. So uh, everybody can click on to this and, uh, and figure out how to, to get here. And we're not done. I'm just saying. Yeah. Right. But, Anna, you have this laid out, and you talk about this chart because of this book. Um, the Cut the Crap and get a job book that you wrote and we have it free available to folks that are contact the housing hour and that information is up online that you also have a networking section in that book. If I recall correctly. Absolutely. Uh, Networking is throughout the book and the chart I just described is in the book and a free download Uh, with the book as well. There's a URL in the book. So everyone gets nine tools to help them network and propel their career. Okay. Well, that's because, you know, one of the things that I was thinking about, and I, I don't mean to, to skip ahead or anything, but um, I would think that voicemail scripts would be important, things like that. And you may have mentioned that, but I, I think that that is vital because people love to just know what to do, going back to that example. So you think that that's important to be able to, in the preparation phase, right? I love, love, love scripts, even for those who are driving along and they're in sales today and they're not looking for a job, but they're selling. Uh, so I'm an ex-GM of sales. So write down, the phone is great because you get to cheat. So if you're meeting somebody on the phone, ha- have preparation in front of you, have their website open, their LinkedIn profile, and same with leaving voicemail. There is no reason and no excuse to flub up a voicemail and right. hang up saying, oh, I just ruined that, <laughs> that I, didn't, I forgot to leave my phone number twice and slowly. You know, I forgot to say I'm going to follow up with you again in a week or I'm going to send you an email. So write out everything. And that's or, part of the process. Or another thing is when you're leaving a voicemail and you go, gosh, darn it. And then you push pound thinking you're getting re- and it says, thank you. Your message has been sent. Yes. <laughs> that is the worst feeling. 
<laughs> I have done that. I have too. I hit pound and it said, thank you. Your message has been sent. I didn't hear back from mm-hmm. him, obviously. But it, it sounds to me like the most fundamental skill that we can have in business today is networking mm-hmm. to me. Well, from what I'm hearing, this needs to be the life skill that we learn. Yes, at networking etiquette. I think most people think they're networking or they're great networkers, but learning the etiquette and how to shine and be the best networker. And that doesn't mean you're the best schmoozer and you're the best talker. It doesn't mean you're an extrovert either. You know, the common excuse is I'm an introvert. I don't like to network. Well, introverts make great networkers. They have Mm -hmm. great eye contact. They listen better than us extroverts. And sometimes they're less intimidating to the networkee. Right. They're less salesy. We come mm-hmm. across kind of like, hey, you want to buy some swamp land from me? You know, it's, just, <laughs> it's, it's, it's really important to be genuine and to be interested, not interesting. That's okay. a very big piece of etiquette around networking is it's not about you. Quit talking about I, 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 me, 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 and learn from them. I want to talk about some of the specific tools that you use in the, in the next closing segment. And like, I think that Microsoft office, I sometimes get really, really frustrated with Microsoft office, but I know there's tools there. So we'll talk about that once we get back from break, because I think you've got some information that you could help a lot of us and um, you know, in the social network. And that's a whole other thing. You know, for me, you could find out a lot about a person if you're trying to, to, gain access to someone. I mean, not to be stalking, obviously, but you could find out where they've worked, what their talents are, what they majored in. You could find more than you ever have in the history of earth because of social networking. And and you can use it to your advantage. And I have closed many deals, not necessarily mortgages, but closed many deals in just networking by simply using social networking. So we're going to talk about all of that stuff. And we have Dana with us for the next segment. So I definitely look forward to you guys coming back right after these messages. The housing hour with Kevin Ray continues helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it again. Kevin Ray. We are waking you up right here on the housing hour this morning. And we're talking about networking. We're talking about finding jobs. And, you know, you can incorporate, even if you're not looking for a job, a lot of what Dan is talking about can simply help you in your business that you're working in. I mean, networking doesn't necessarily, and that's why she's writing another book. And that's why it's coming out hopefully sometime around the end of the year, it's also going to help you network to gain more business to, for instance, we're using, we're doing the golf tournament. I have been through a whirlwind of networking and learning how to do that. And I'm not looking for a job. So it's not specifically for jobs. And, and that's so important to understand. Before we get back to our conversation with Dan, I do need to tell you guys about a company that we are ecstatic about. And we are really thrilled with Prudent Energy Systems. And we have Scott Higgins, of course, he's our energy expert, and he is in the business of making your home more comfortable. He's in the business of helping you to get your utility bills lower and becoming more green and helping you really to create a smaller footprint for your carbon output. 
And I know that may all sound a little bit out of the box and maybe you don't understand. Well, go to the energy series on the housinghour.com. You can listen to the eight or nine shows we've done with Scott, but he is going to come in. He's going to really just identify where your thermal boundary has been broken. Your home has a thermal boundary and there's certain spots where air is coming in and it's going to cost you more money. If you can just imagine, you can't just leave the windows open because your mom's going to yell at you. That's the same example. He's going to help you feel, realize where the holes are, and then he's going to help you patch them. And then he's going to help you save money. It's just, it's an incredible company. Give them a call 865-200-3647. Let them come out and do an audit of your home. It's very inexpensive and it's worth every penny. Okay. We're back in here on the housing hour and Dana's with us and we're in our last segment. And we were talking a moment ago, you were explaining some of the tools. You have to have a toolkit. You have to have that belt on with some tools in it. And, you know, I've heard a lot about office, for instance, too. T- tell me some about your tools that you could tell us about. You bet. Now, the key to, you know, many people are probably asking, why do I need to track and keep all these tools? Why can't I just go out and network? And this is back to the very beginning of how to be a non-using networker. So how to avoid using someone. And that means you're going to follow up. At these events, you know, you meet someone for five minutes or on LinkedIn, you make a connection. None of that is networking. That's simply gathering names for your database, to put it frankly. Right. Now, the networking takes place with the follow-up, and that's where all, everything falls, goes downhill. Yeah, exactly. So tools are needed, I, you know, and most people are managing their network on yellow sticky notes. That mm, is not heavens. a tool. Scribbling it down or writing on the back of a business card saying, I'll get back to them later, and relying on your brain is not networking. That's going to be using as well. Mm. So, what, so the tools become your best friend to make your follow-up so easy. And we want networking to become part of breathing. Just it's part of your day. You're going to get up. You're going to go to work. Maybe at your break, you'll do some networking. At lunchtime, you might send some emails. Your tools are going to be your best friend. So let's do some, another analogy. Let's take another movie, Field of Dreams. Build the field and they will come. So the tools, I only use two tools, and I'm a master networker. And my tools are free. Uh, they come, one comes with my PC, or, and one is free. And the, the first one is Office, and the second one is LinkedIn. And why do I say Office? First, it's available, of course, for the PC or Mac. But all the tools are integrated, so it's easy to send an email to someone, hey, Joe, it was great meeting you the other night, and then set up a reminder in your calendar to follow up with them. That's so a you're great saying example. only two tools, that's all you need? Two. That's it. You don't need a, a, a CRM or customer relationship management tool. You don't need anything expensive. Uh, you need a PC and you can even borrow the one in the library. So, um, so, so here's what, you know, in office you have Excel, you can build a database if you want, because then you can export that anywhere. And the last one within office that most people don't know about, they actually don't know they're sitting on a landmine, uh, excuse me, a gold mine, not a landmine, <laughs> a gold mine. And that's OneNote. Yeah. And, uh, some of them are landmines. Though, I'll be honest with you. Some of them are not, not note, but uh, you get into some of the other third party ones, it's a landmine and a landfill because they cost so much money. Right. So this is free. Uh, 
Now, Evernote is a competitive one that also, I believe, can be free. But I'm a OneNote user, so don't quote me on that. Uh But OneNote is my networking notebook. It's like a three-ring binder on my PC. And so it's like a scrapbook where I just just track conversations. I assign myself follow-up tasks as soon as I hang up. And I can search for any network contact instantly. So I just live in office with all the tools combined. There are classes. There are YouTubes. Just become fluent in the tools you need to manage your network. Mm, well, that's great. Cause and, it also, I think, sorry, I just wanted one thing and then you can speak on, I mean, as Facebook becomes more business friendly and as Twitter becomes more business friendly and so forth, I mean, you aren't limiting people, of course, to these two tools, but you're just saying these are really the main two for networking because, you know, Facebook tends to have more pictures and more more description of what they did last weekend than it does. Here's what I do for a living. Here's what I did do. Here's what I'm good at. Uh, so let's make two distinctions. I love social media. Those other tools that you mentioned, Twitter, Facebook, for other things. Right. They are good to do research still, and there are more and more business Stalking, pages on Facebook. But I'm really just talking about the behind-the-scenes tools that I use to manage my network. Oh, okay. Not, I don't limit, of course, Office is not a tool to network on at right, all. Right. It's simply the place to get organized to be successful. Now, do you do, you do the premium package for LinkedIn, or are you okay with the free version? The well, premium? LinkedIn may not like this, but I tell all my clients just that no need to pay for LinkedIn. Okay, now, thank you for saying that. some of my clients are in deep, deep, job search mode where they need to send some in-mails mm. and there's some unique features that yes, maybe invest in it. Ooh, it's expensive. Can pop out of that, but I don't pay a dime for LinkedIn. Okay, good. Hey, Dana, let me ask you, um, I just took my daughter to college. So I'm right. in the age group that uh, a lot of folks are finding themselves in empty nesters and mm-hmm. some of the wives and people have are going to jump back into the workforce. They've been out of it for 15 years. They're not real strong on the computer skill side. So how would you coach them up? And what would you say to them if you're talking? Because there are a lot of folks I know now in my age group, my old high schoolers are going back to work and they, they don't have the skill set in the computer side is how big of a hindrance is this? What would you tell them? Well, I would tell them first, and, I have, and by the way, I'm in your age group. I'm 54 and an empty nester. Yay. Both my kids are even off my payroll through college. We are the same age. <laughs> <laughs> I bet I look a lot better than you do, though. <laughs> that's because I stopped working out. I got hurt. I got oh, hurt. That was great. Oh, man. That's why we love Dana. So I tell my clients first, you need to become fluent with these to be successful in your next job. If you're re-entering the job force, they all use Office, of course, within their environment. There are so many free tutorials. It's, it's daunting. So go to the web and find many free, not only webinars, YouTube, or take a class, the local community colleges, evening programs. It's unlimited. There's really no excuse not to learn. And LinkedIn has wonderful tutorials right in their help center that I recommend everybody take and really look at it as learning a foreign language, although it's not that hard. And um, LinkedIn is wonderful to learn to become fluent in how to do advanced searches and make connections the right way. 
Yeah, that's good information. And, and that's a good point, though, Mark, because there's a lot of people out there that they just they need some additional guidance and they, you know, that's, encouragement. Yeah, encouragement. I mean, they, they need it. They need to see hope and not just that. Oh, that's just for another. You know, that's the younger group and I'm out of the picture anymore. And it's just not true. It's not at all. Actually, it, It's actually only frightened them even more um, because there is real ageism in the marketplace. And we are judged by how we look and how and our skills by age, then there are tricks around that, but you need to be tech, somewhat tech savvy. And I'll tell you an example. I have had a client who he came to me and needs a job. He's ex-Boeing. That limits it to just someone who worked at Boeing. But until recently, his administrative assistant was printing his emails. So he did Uh. not know how to see a document in Word. He was, you know, and he went out and had Cut to, the crap, had to learn buddy. Yeah. the basics of office. Yeah, and that's okay. I mean, I'm joking yeah. in the saying that. I mean, that's okay. You just have to put implement, uh, you know, change. We have to change, and that's yeah. that's what we live in. The, the world and our lives are constantly changing, and you can choose whether you're going to cause that's going to cause you stress and worry. I just happen to choose not to make it stressful, and I just choose to be happy. But I also want to ask you or tell our listeners rather, because some people might want a more hands-on approach. You do offer for individuals, you do offer some individual um, coaching, right? You mentioned that earlier. Yes, I do. It's on my website under the coaching tab. So the website is my name, Dana Manciagli, D-A-N-A, and then M as in Mary, A-N as in Nancy, C-I-A-G-L-I, danamanciagli.com. And I do give private coaching for uh, anything career and networking related, and even some folks who want to become solopreneurs and start their own businesses, I've helped them as well. But what I really enjoy about that is teaching. Uh, For example, I'll do an entire session on LinkedIn, and I share over the web where my screen is shared, and they learn by doing. Is it a recording, or is it you actually live? It's me live. Oh, okay. nothing's a recording. No, these are private <laughs> Just making <sessions>. sure. <laughs> yep. It's all me, private sessions, and I'm coaching and giving them a custom coaching session. And that's fabulous. LinkedIn is, a, is, is something that I spend a lot of time on because once they see it and how easy it is, then they become more fluent. Mm-hmm. Now, the flip side of LinkedIn, a danger for everybody, is they're misled, and this is maybe more for the younger generation, thinking, I'll just connect with 100 people, and I've, I've networked. I'm done. LinkedIn is not networking. Mm-hmm. It's a database. It's a right. great way. It's a tool, but it is not networking. Networking is via phone, voice, face-to-face, good emails. Get out of LinkedIn and into building a relationship as soon as you can. And uh, one of the questions or one of the things I noticed, and you can speak to this because we have these free book, Kevin, that I'm a few more left. If people will check in at the, the housinghour.com. But when I read this book, Dana, it's not it's called Cut the Crap, Get a Job. It's got these tools that you're talking about today in networking because that's what it's all about. But it, your book is not just about get a job. It's about furthering your career. Also, all the all the tools and and information you have in that book can further your career in a corporation setting or in anything, can it? Oh, 70% of Americans today feel stuck in their current jobs. And that is a remarkable number. And yes, as job seeking is the same process, should be the same process internally 
as well as externally. Yet the sloppiest job seekers internally have come to my office in flip-flops and shorts. Now that's some of the attire that is, is fine for working, but not for internal job seeking or updating a resume or presenting yourself in a way that you're talking to hiring managers' language and about them. All of the steps are very valid on pursuing advancement in your current job or in, within your current company. Before we get out of here, because this has been tremendous, this is so rich in information, tell everybody how they can get back in touch with you, or, or I know you've mentioned it, but for one last time, and, and Mark will put that up on our site as well, of course. Great, and I know I have a bear of a last name, my Italian last <laughs> name. The first name is Dana, D-A-N-A, yeah. and the last name with nine letters, man, M-A-N, C-I-A-G-L-I, com. I live in Seattle, Washington. Okay. You can ask me questions on my website, look at all my offerings, and there's the first chapter of my upcoming book, Cut the Crap Network for Success, is free to you right from my website. We can't wait also for the book to come out and take Mark up on that offer free today. Go to our website, learn more information. Thank you, Dana, so much. My pleasure. Thank you. Absolutely. And as you all know, Tomorrow, it's football time in Tennessee. We got you covered right here, just a, just one station above. We're so excited about Vols and what they're going to do this year. It's exciting, isn't it, Mark? It's go big orange. I'm ready. Absolutely. And I'll be looking for you as I'm up in the upper level. You're, You're always down looking there. down on me. You're Thank da- you, buddy. You're down there in the like 12th row. Thank you guys so much for coming into the housing hour. Go big orange. That's the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray for today. Join Kevin and his guests each week at this time to keep up with the why and the why not. You need to know, so come here to find out. This program is presented by Mortgage Investors Group.